Hi, I'm Joel Gould, and welcome to another edition of NRL.com's Pearls Preview Pod. We're coming to you from a rainy Brisbane, but we're dry, Steve, just uh, in the studios here. Oh, no, just, mate. We uh, had to do a run. I came in with the umbrella. The new had to go back out again, but um, not, not too bad. Yeah, well, we're back now. I've got the machine that records this. <laughs> it was in the car under the seat. I was looking for it everywhere before, and I thought, what the hell have I lost it? Uh, have I lost it the grand final week, and I found it. <laughs> it was there in the car. Uh, very good. So we're here. So we're here. Well, Steve, the, the grand final is over, and once oh. again we got our tip right with Melbourne yeah. Storm. Um, too good for the Panthers. But it, was, um, it, it ended up being a close on the scoreboard, but... I really always felt as though the Storm had that game in hand and the way they started the game with their defence oh. was just enormous in that 26-20 win. And it was enormous. You know, you, you, can, you can say what you want and obviously supporters um, south of the border will, will always talk about, um, you know, it was you know closer than what it, you know, it seemed. But really, the way Melbourne dominated that first half, very tough uh, for Penrith to, to even get that close. And... One thing I think under pe- people underestimate too, the effort then in the second half. Uh, yes, Melbourne Storm weren't, weren't as good as they were in the first half, but they were, I think at one stage they were down the 11 men, weren't they? Well, they were right at the end. Right they? at the and end. The 80th minute, yeah. But, but they were but, for the last 10 minutes, they were out without Jerome Hughes. Yeah, and, and but unfortunately, the mentality of the Panthers, they couldn't get over that, oh, we're, we're playing catch-up footy. We're playing catch-up footy. And that never helps because... Uh, you know, at one stage, yeah, they were trying to score a try or get a result out of every play. And that's what happens when you you let a, a team get out to a big big lead. Well, they ended up leading, of course, um, 26-0 at one stage, and it could have easily been 32-0, um, but uh, there was a fumble there um, by, uh, I think it was Vunavalu yeah, yes. in the corner. And then that, that sort of gave Penrith a second wind, and, and they came right back into it um, from that, from that that basically from that moment on. And that they did... They did score um, four tries, uh, and three of them in the last uh, 11 minutes. So they, they, yeah. they, they didn't throw in the towel, that's for sure. But um, <clears throat> the Melbourne Storm's uh, scrambling defence was outstanding. I thought Kafusi was brilliant yes. there on, on kick out. Like you said, um, that was going to be a big matchup. Yeah, yeah, he, he delivered, didn't he? He did, and that, that's what you can rely on him for. And um, you know, I've been really impressed. I've said this over the last couple of years, but he's he's. Aggressive, his uh, aggression in defence has just gone to another level. Well, Ryan Pappenhausen, a, a, no. a deserved Clive Churchill uh, medal winner, that that try scored in the second half really put the game basically beyond Penrith. It was just yeah. one of those tries we've seen him score so many times. And, and like Cameron Munster said before the game, speed kills. Oh, it certainly, <laughs> speed kills. It certainly uh, de- definitely did that. And you know, he, he's, he, what a freak! That was a great run, just to slice through the line from where he is. And look, as soon as he got through, it's like no one's going to get him, and they didn't. So, um, but just the skill of that to slice his way through the line, uh, you know, great player. Just just the speed, uh, and for him to see that, you know, it um, shows he's a smart footy player. Smith's try just before half time was also critical, and of course. Yeah. Cameron Smith, we, we still aren't sure what his plans are. Uh, no. he, um, his father did suggest to me a couple of weeks ago that he'd let it uh, rest for two or three weeks before he made his decision, and I think we're seeing that. Mm. No announcements from Cameron. You, you don't think there'll be a little call into the origin? You don't think Wayne will? No. No? You don't think? No, definitely not. No, no. The, the Maroons have named their squad and they're in mm. camp, and yeah. Cameron can't come into it. 
yeah. um, because he's, it's a bubble. Oh, okay. So, so there won't be any... Um, he's not secretly in a bubble now? He's not secretly in the bubble. <laughs> no. Uh, no, as we speak, Steve, he's up at Twin Waters getting ready for the Storm presentation night. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Well, no, Cameron Smith was never playing Origin. Okay. Uh, I don't believe, and unless I hear otherwise from him or, or somebody that is reliable that was never going to happen yeah no, no worries and GI the same He's n- he was never going to play yeah, no, either, I don't I'm, really yeah. think yeah, the door was open um, Kevy said uh, earlier in the year but yeah, that didn't mean that either one of them was going to walk, no, walk not, through it no exactly exactly not fair enough hmm. well um, I thought Nathan Cleary was obviously just a bit out with his um, timing in that first half and it was outplayed by Jerome Hughes, who um, had an outstanding game, I thought, at halfback. He did, yeah. Clearly, just, uh, his kicks weren't deep enough at times. So he threw that loopy pass that got intercepted, and he, he wasn't able to get the control into his play and, that he had. And if, as I, we, we mentioned this, I, I think I mentioned that prior to the game, that if any team could have made that happen, it was going to be the Melbourne Storm. They're very good at what they do. Um, you know, they... Could have quite. They, I reckon they nearly the way they came out and played that first half, but it then makes the the attack or the opposition, sorry, frustrated. You know, and he, he showed that he showed signs of frustration. I thought Kikau probably had one of his worst games. You know what I mean? When you look at the two mm. players, uh, they're you know they're top notch players who usually perform week in week out. Um, you know, Kikau had a lot of mistakes around him, and I, I think it's just a it's a grand final. It's just another level. It's different, isn't it? It is, and it's um, and yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on during the week, and because they've been so dominant, I mean, it's quite easy, and that's where coaches come in, are so good at that, not to listen to too much media, not to you know listen to your own media, because uh, most of it's positive for them. It has been leading into the grand final that you you keep the players away from that. Not saying that it happened, but um, I just think Melbourne showed through experience, um, and uh, you know they just. What they did to that to Penrith in the first half was amazing. Well, they got off to a great start, of course, with Olam scoring that penalty try, and uh, we've seen in the past that be awarded a penalty try. Oh, without a doubt, no question. That, that that is a rule. People don't like it, but it's actually a rule. Um, he put his leg in there. You can't do that when someone's going for a try. So. No, no. Tyrone May did that. Um, yeah. I think. Well, um, Billy Slater yeah. had, has done in the past and been also penalised and maybe penalty tries have been awarded. I, I think I think people seem to think because it's a grand final you, you turn a blind eye. You can't because it's actually a rule. So um, you, you can't turn a blind eye just because it's a grand final. Um, they all cry out for it but uh, there's still people complaining about that today and it's like well no, it's actually was right. It was the right, right decision. decision. What did you think of the Brian Toll try where um, Yo put the kick in um, when he ran behind? Yeah that once again that was Shouldn't have been a try. Or, um, he, and the commentators got actually got that one right. You can't run behind a player. And, and they did call it right because you know as a player when you do it yourself that you sort of you think either you stop, as they do, a lot of them give up and, and go down, or what he did, he tried to thought, well, I'll take all the uh, attention away from that and put a kick through. And um, they, they end up scoring the try out of that, which I don't think should have been a try. Well, that um, fortunately that didn't have any bearing on the on the result. No. I think the Melbourne Storm did an amazing achievement on their behalf oh. to to move away from home uh, up to Twin Waters. I know the conditions up there are, are good, but they're still away from their beds, away yeah. from their normal lives, and in a bubble essentially for the whole period of time. 
uh, a wonderful achievement. Congrats by to Craig the whole Bellamy's yeah. men. Yeah, to the whole club, and I, I saw them recognised on social media. You know, they they did recognise the support staff because they've all been together, and that's the thing. It's such a a, a real club um, effort. Uh, mm. for, to make that happen and to win a grand final. Mm. Well, having dealt with the, the... I mean, obviously, I don't usually deal with the Melbourne Storm on a regular basis because they're in Melbourne, but since they've been up here at the Sunshine Coast, mm. I have. And uh, I must say, the, the the way that they run their, their media, uh, the way the players are available, the, the way they give you good stories, they're, yeah. they're very open. Um, Josh Adokar, for instance, you know, a lot of things going on. Um, in his, um, his life with uh, some family... Uh, tragedies also uh, the, the fact that he wants to move back he, he was always open about that spoke about it at mm. length um, always respectfully I felt uh, to the club but, but whilst considering his own um, needs uh, you know as a, as a man mm. missing his family and the, the storm never stopped him from doing that no I, I really liked the way they handled that and the, it was seamless C- covering the storm was a seamless thing I know it's easy Just when the team's winning that, that's certainly the case but must say I really enjoyed it and watching a bit of their captain's run uh, it was something like I've never seen before well, I think I mentioned it last week it was like a military operation yeah. and I, I didn't see that at the Broncos this year no. the way they ran it um, I don't know the Broncos will never get to see one because of most of the captain's runs behind yeah. closed doors but it 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 really was a, something to behold the professionalism of the of the, um, of the outfit yeah look and that that's you know that that sort of comes from that. That's being built. You know, you you got the opportunity to see that. Obviously, like you said, because they're usually in Melbourne. But with a foreign team in another city like Melbourne, that that's that's um, more you know merged or grown since they've been down there. Whenever they come into the competition, and um, so they've learnt that because they're in a foreign area anyway in Melbourne originally. So that's a learnt thing, and they've they've got it right. And you probably just saw what. They do week in, week out, to I be did. honest. Yeah. No, I did. I yeah. just got a glimpse at it. Yeah. And um, I got a glimpse into their organisation yeah. and why there's such a, a success story over so many years now. It was, yeah. it was Craig's um, ninth yeah. grand final as a coach. Amazing. And the Storm have won um, five of those. Yeah, amazing. They had a couple taken off them, obviously, the premierships, but they actually won five of those grand finals. Yeah. Yep. And it was Cameron's eighth grand final because he missed one in 2008 when he was suspended. But That's right. the sustained success is, is right amazing. up there with amazing. your Broncos, Steve. I mm. mean, you, you obviously made uh, four grand finals and won them all. Yeah. Um, but they've, they've made, what, now nine in the Bellamy era? Yeah, since, nine well, since two thousand and six. Yeah, well, well, Brisbane. Look at the whole, the club at a whole. You know, they won six, hmm. um, lost one, um, but yeah, you know, great record as well. Oh, definitely. I mean, the, the Broncos. You, you made the most of every time you got in there, didn't you? When yeah. you played, you never yeah. you never lost a grand final, obviously. Yeah, no. And uh, you, you didn't miss many final series either. I might have no. been just one or two early yeah. on the piece yeah that was you? about it yeah. that, that was it but yeah. once you won in 92 you were never out of the finals no. all your career no no well tremendous achievement by the Storm and they've been rewarded of course with some players like Branko Lee Tino yeah, Fasso Malawi yeah. and also um, Christian Welsh and Felice Cafusi and Cameron Munster all in the I hope I haven't missed anybody there all in the Origin squad yeah and, and that's great well, well deserved you know I'm, I'm looking forward to Christian Well, I, I just love what he does in the game, and you know, he's, um, and you know, the other night he he, he had a, a fair game too. I thought he played well. Um, Branko Lee hasn't he come on? I, I'm really impressed 
with his year and what Bellamy's done with him. And um, look at that, he's found his way into an origin squad. He's always had great talents. Uh, yeah. has a, and he's, we've got those beautiful um, late feet and yeah. momentum into the line when he does put on a step. But it was, and, and Branko explained this during the week, it was his mentality that needed uh, yeah. adjusting. And yeah. Bellamy helped him adjust it. Yeah, I that, thought he was outstanding. Christian Welsh, like this time last year, he, a bit before this, he'd written a, a note, farewell note to the Storm. He was yeah. going to Parramatta, did his ACL against the Broncos, and then the Storm... Um, he stayed Kept for another on, yeah. year and then he's re-signed for two so he'd actually written a farewell note Jeez, amazing and then that ACL came along Parramatta didn't obviously want to sign him after that and look where he's at now just won a grand final what a, what a <laughs> twist of fate and an was. origin team oh. yeah. he'll be a starter in the origin squad uh, well he's a good chance isn't he to start with, yeah, with Josh Papali yeah, without a doubt and Tino will be there. Yeah, Tino will be there. Come off the bench. Um, look, they're, they're not going to have a bad side. We all talk talk it down. You know, a lot of people have been a bit negative or compared to New South Wales, but um, uh, Wayne's got plenty there to, to you know to be competitive and come, you know grind out a win. Well, definitely, he's got AJ Brimson at fullback. Yeah. Um, then there's um, th- there's on the wings. There's quite a bit of option there. Yeah. I think Dag- Gagai could still play on the wing, and he may even play Kurt Capel. And um, Brenko Lee in the, in the centres. centres, yeah. So, and he's got there's obviously Phil, Sammy, Edric Lee, yeah. Uh, the halves, if Munster's sweet, they'll that they take care of themselves. And yeah. a good pack with yeah. um, Arrow, Papali, and um, Welsh, like you said, yep. and Sewer, and uh, also who else? Kafusi in Kifusi. the back row. yeah, with, definitely. With yeah. Um, Jake Friend there as well. Yeah, what, what's wrong with that? Team? Nothing wrong with the team at <laughs> all. There's, there's some people haven't played Origin in that yeah. squad, but. That hasn't hurt Queensland before. No, it hasn't. So you know they still they still got a yeah they're sprinkling of experience. So that's great. Mm. Okay, Steve. Well, that's um, we'll talk some more about Origin in the in the um, coming weeks for sure because um, that that's kicking off. It's hard to believe that we're going <laughs> to see Origin football uh, next week in Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, game one, and the Maroons will have at least eight debutants in their side with Valentine Holmes. Suspended, so that's yeah. that's very two thousand and one ish, isn't it? Like yes. you know, when they had 10, yeah. 10 debutants in two thousand and one, and they they um, obviously won that series with Alan Langer coming back for game three. Yes. Yeah. He hasn't got Alan Langer to come back for game three this time. <laughs> no, I caught up with Elf on Friday. They're definitely not coming back. Definitely not coming. No, he'll be there. He m- What's he doing with the Origin team? Oh, what he usually does. I think he's the uh, manager of good times. And you saw him on Friday. Yeah, we had an old boys luncheon, so we um, our old boys lunch um, before the grand final. We have one every year. It was probably one of our best turnouts we've had, to be honest. Um, so we had it at the Port Office Hotel, and Barry Miranda and Steve Williams are there, and we had a nice lunch, and then um, told a few stories afterwards. Great. Yeah, it was great. It was an amazing day. It was really good, and as I said, it's probably our best get-together we've had. Well, I guess the uh, appointment of Kevin Walters as coach has brought the well, old boys together in a way that you know you you hadn't seen. Well, one of the things we did theme it, and it was around two things. It was around Kevin Walters uh, being named coach, so that was a bit of we spoke to that on the day, and also one of our long-term strappers who's been at the club since '88, Kenny Ra, um, the two Ks. Uh, he he's finished, so he's retired um, after all these years. He. he uh, Retired this year. Early this year, didn't he? Early this year, after um, you know being at the Broncos in '88. So great job, Kenny Ra. So we uh, celebrated both of those people, the guys on on Friday. Did he have that beard when he was there? When you were there? He hasn't changed. 
I actually said I don't know how old Kenny is. He probably uh, he, he still looks honestly. He doesn't it hasn't aged. It was a permanent fixture in the Broncos. Always such a um, agreeable and uh, <laughs> chatty guy. I always yeah. found. Yeah, he is. He loves a chat, and uh, we all we all enjoyed his company. You know, so um, him and, and him and Tony Spencer Springer. So we were very lucky that the club had right from '88 these two strappers that are you know Tony's still there Springer. So. Um, but Rari's pulled the pin, so he, he's had enough. But, um, you know, great person. Mm. Well, that, what a great uh, lot of service to have at the club oh. like the Broncos. Yeah, without a doubt, you know. And Ken obviously had links with Wayne in, in, in 88 because, you know, both in the police. Uh, Kenny was still active in the police uh, when he was with us um, through most of his career. So then he um, and obviously he retired at one stage and stayed on with the Broncos. So, um, yeah, as I said, he, his service to the club is amazing. And that um, sense of optimism. I know Kevin Walters is not a miracle worker, no. but there's certainly a sense that everyone's behind what he's going to try and do. Look, you just got to see. We were there. Obviously, the public were there as well. So we were, you know, um, at the port office, and it was just it was just great to see all the positivity um, from the public around. Um, you know, we were all there, but you know, with Kevin, and um, you know, it was it was just a really good afternoon, and uh, we had got Brad Thorne was there. Haven't you know, haven't seen Thorpey. Um, since he's you know, got the Reds to the final this year, and uh, it was just good to see a, a good turnout. Mm. That, that's very promising, isn't it, Steve? Yeah. yeah, it was, you know, and um, you know, sometimes we have these things, and and I think a lot of the more modern day retired uh, Broncos thing is just about our '90s squad, but it's not. You know, we we want to throw it out to all the old boys, and that, that's probably a message you can get out there is that. We want them all to turn up, you know. We, you know, whether you retired last year and um, or, or whatever, um, you're an old boy, so you you, you got to come along. You deserve to be there. Is that an annual grand final lunch? Is it? Yeah, we yeah. just do a lunch prior to the GF, and it, this year was a little bit different. Obviously, we had a theme. We haven't themed it in the past, but we we had a. So it was a Kevin Walters, Kenny Ra, Kenny Ra day. It was and good stuff. It was a good one. Okay, Steve, we're talking on the Broncos. Of course, the um, girls have uh, done a three-peat. Three-peat, you know, what about three that? Three in a row now with a 2010 win over the Roosters. They are some team, there's no doubt about that, and um, they obviously got out to a cracking start with um, up- Upton and Amber Hall yeah. going over. She, she is a player, Amber Hall. What, <laughs> what did you make of her performance? Oh, look, she was just destructive. They just couldn't stop her, to be honest. Um, I saw, yeah, watching that try, she just, uh, what was she, 50 metres out, and... Um, yeah, just unstoppable. But you know that that was the whole game really for her. Um, she's a bit of a unit, and uh, she's mobile. Well, she's won the Karen Murphy. Um, oh, she did, yeah. Medal as well, of course. Well, they deserve it. Um, and look, you know, you, you go through a few of them, and you know, I think Tamika Upton got over for another meat pie, and uh, so these guys, the guys have been, these girls have been consistent. Um, I had the opportunity last week, Joel. I was at the club. Um, funny that how things change. I find myself at the club and been there. For a lot of years, but uh, I got the got the little tour of the club. First time I've been in the new club, um, so I got to see that there last week. And when I was over at the old clubhouse, I I walked through my old change rooms and you know forgot. Oh, the women share that now. And so I walked through there, and here's a couple of the girls in the gym. So I, I had to have. I got to chat to Meg Meg Ward. I got to see Meg there mm. and um, wish her well. And then. As I was leaving uh, the car park, I had a quick chat to Ellie Brigginshaw, so and um, just sort of chatted to her about, you know, pretty confident that they get a three, a three Pete, and um, you know, she just 
reinforce what I thought, you know, that they they just go out there and do their job. And as I said, you know, they just stick to what they're coached and they're a very disciplined team. So that's why they seem to come out on top over you know, the last three years. Well, the, the Roosters did come out and uh, challenge them. Uh, yeah. Obviously, but then uh, Leonard Dutzi, Chelsea Leonard Dutzi, that is, and Talisha Harden scored after halftime. But Harden, it was a nice try. Yeah, it was a lovely try. I was set up by Ellie Brigginshaw. Just showed what her, what sort of player she is. You know, it's her pass, little depth part to um, a short pass to Talisha on the line, and Talisha went over untouched. It was just smart, smart mm. play by the by them and and by Ellie, and obviously Talisha. Um, you know, to play the role in that, and obviously scoring the try. Well, she's been playing with the number seven on her back, but then playing as a as a lock. Uh, you know, and I think that's going to happen. Well, she'll probably play as a lock in the yeah in, in the, the state in team. The state team with Zara Tamara, um, who was obviously the Roosters halfback, who yeah. being the Maroons side, and, and she was obviously one of the better players. For yeah, the yeah, well, in she this competition. Yeah, she has been consistent. Um, she was great in the grand final, but obviously. Uh, not good enough for the Broncos, but um, it just shows, you know. But you go back to Ali Brigginshaw. I mean, she's—you can see why she played. Like she's like, she's very aggressive in defence as well. Like she's got everything. Mm. Well, another another trophy for the um, yeah. Broncos women. That yeah, yeah well done, girls. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Steve. Well, um, uh, Wayne Bennett, Mel Meninga, and Neil Henry are all in uh, camp now for uh, to, to coach this young and inexperienced. Maroons side, they couldn't have any better mentors. I would oh, have thought than no, those not guys. I mean, to have, I mean, this is, these are men for their moment. Yeah, without a doubt, and you know, Wayne's shown it, um, um, and Mel's shown it, but um, Neil Henry's shown because he's been assistant coach in the past. So, um, you know, he, I think he's worked with Mel. Um, so, the thing is that what Neil Henry brings there is is more the strategic side of thing. He's very good at that, apparently. Um, and obviously Mel's there for one of the most, well the most successful Origin coach I think uh, for Queensland um, or of any Origin coach or of any Origin coach so you know it, great move by the QRL or, or Wayne whoever uh, made that decision to, to get those two on board with Wayne I mean you look at that and you think well um, makes me a lot more confident with with this squad, to be honest. Well, Daly Cherry Evans said this week that um, the the Maroons would embrace the underdog tag, but he also oh. made the point that no one's in that team by mistake, and so they've all earned their their positions. Yep. And there's talent to burn. It's just a matter of channeling it, and like like we just said, Steve, there's no one better to to do that. Um, and of course, we've seen Queensland turn out some pretty amazing. Uh, victories in series they weren't meant to win. Ninety-five, yeah. obviously under Paul Vorton. Two thousand and one under yeah. Bennett. There's others, of course, that they have. So yeah. it's it's well, still it, achievable it, for Queensland. Oh, without a doubt. And I'll go back to that that three coach. You know, Wayne Bennett's obviously a head coach, but he brings what Wayne Bennett brings, and we all know what that is. Um, you know, he he'll have his way of doing things. So he's he's got a bit of the old. And he Mel's very good at with. You know, bringing a group together, and he's showing that you know around that camaraderie and the the respect for the jersey. And then you've got uh, Neil Henry, who's as I said, strategically a, a good coach. So you know, there's they're not going to lack um, from a um, you know a lack of knowledge from those three coaches. Now they're almost the perfect combination in a lot of yeah. regards. Um, I, I I believe uh, the the three of them. I think I don't think Queensland. Um, what did Bruce Hatcher say, the chairman of the Queensland Rugby League? He said it's like um, a match made in heaven, and he called that that trifecta of coaches the A team. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, it really is. You know, it's not like far from the mark, I tell you. Yeah, but they're going to be up against it. Of course, blokes like Ryan Pappenhausen and Josh Adokar uh, will be joining the um, New South Wales yeah. side, and that they're going to be uh, <laughs> they're, they're obviously battle hardened uh, yep. on a high from winning a, pr- a premiership. So I mean they they're going to be hard to stop those two guys. Oh, uh, without a doubt. So the, you look you look through this Melbourne Storm side, you've got the Maroons will have Brenko Lee, uh, Cameron Munster, uh, Christian Welsh, Felice Kafusi, and um, Tino Fa'asilamalawe. Of course, Fanukan will be across there um, with New South Wales as well. I, I think yes, as well. So. Um, those five guys, I think they'll all play in the seventeen. So yeah. a third of the team will be almost Maroons. Yeah, uh, will be will be storm, storm players, yeah. which is good for the it's cohesion credit. of the team. Yeah, exactly right. So, you know that that's something there. They're they're well aware of what you know each other's play. So, and that's where you know you you take advantage of that as a coach. I mean, Wayne used to do it back in the day when he had a heap of Broncos in there when he coached us. You know, ninety and he took advantage of that. Um, so I think he'll do the same. Exactly. Well, also there's um, four Titans, which is an yeah, extraordinary well, number. I don't think we've ever seen. Well, we've never seen the Titans outrank the Broncos, but to have four. And I think a lot of those will play. Um, yeah. Joy Arrell certainly play. Uh, Brimson. Brim, Brimson will play fullback, and I think Mo Fotoaka would be almost a. I reckon he must be very close to getting a bench spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we'll, we'll see what whether Wayne goes with Phil Sammy. So we might have. Yeah. Yeah. Not, uh, yeah well, Queensland might have. Um, you know, two two teams take up almost half, half the, the squad, squad and yeah. they'll be used to playing with each other, which is a, a, always a good yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Seen the past, Queensland have a lot of Maroon, uh, sorry, cow- Cowboys, Broncos, and Storm mm. players. Yeah. Often those three clubs have made up the majority now of. Who the, would have thought? You know, uh, we'd have four Titans. Amazing. Yeah, well, it's not known that, that we'd have a Bronco actually playing in the first game um, Carrigan and Xavier Coates and I don't think any of them would be you'd say would be certainties to play no. in game one so, so there'd be a fair chance it might be the first time that we don't have a Bronco in the plane well that would be correct isn't it I don't think that's ever happened yeah I don't know I'm not sure yeah. I'm pretty sh- no actually you're right <laughs> that's, that hasn't happened well not since 1988 anyway no. since the Broncos no. came into the um, into no. the New South Wales Rugby League at that time Okay, Steve. Well, we'll um, we'll talk some more about Origin next week. No worries, John. Read your column about Origin this week. Awesome. Thanks, mate.